everyone, and welcome back to OK Yup. I'm having one of those nights, you know, like just a little mopey and a little down in the dumps, you could say, just about being home this semester. I was just on a Zoom call with the student athletes from my school. It was just like kind of sad because I'm supposed to be at school right now and I'm supposed to be like, I don't know, I was just picturing myself like being there and everything that would have been in a normal year, but it's not a normal year. And so it's just one of those nights where I'm a little sad about everything that's going on in the world. But, you know, it's normal to have those, right? It's so valid because I don't know, like I, I, most nights are pretty good for me. And actually I'm been kind of impressed with how I'm taking things because I'm a very anxious person and I'm a very stressed person. Um, but I don't know this, it's like I've I have occasional days where I get kind of upset about everything, but it's been pretty solid for me. So I think when I do have these nights, it's like, what the heck? But it's not actually that big of a deal because that is completely normal. So um, actually also, um, I was, so, whoa, my mind is everywhere. I actually already recorded a lot of this podcast, but there's something so weird about my microphone and sometimes it records perfectly and sometimes no sound happens and I even do a little test run beforehand and do a little testing one two three but it doesn't and it works and then I go to record the actual thing and it doesn't record it so I think there's a ghost messing with me but I hope this one's working now if not that's gonna be very disappointing um but I was actually thinking of all the positives that have come from just being remote both last spring and this fall um, last spring, I trained individually and had my own little half marathon, which was really um, a big accomplishment for me. And then this fall, I've been really into hiking and I've started this podcast. I've been joining new clubs and I've just been self-reflecting about how like I want to deal with things when I'm back on campus. So it has been a good, I feel like I've gained a lot from this experience, although it sucks and it's okay for me to mourn my semester and it's okay for everyone else to mourn their semester because I bet everybody's semester is different than they were expecting in one way or another. But I actually am very thankful for the things that I've tried to accomplish otherwise that I wouldn't have in a normal year. Um, But yeah, so moving on to my positive thing that I've done today, there's a few, but I've, so what I've been trying to do, I have this kind of um, list that it was kind of an idea I got from my friend um, of just accomplishments I kind of want to do daily and one of them is drink a gallon of water daily and I have been crushing it okay maybe not today but hang on I'm gonna take a sip of water right now um but I think I'm on my third hydro flask out of four that I needed to complete by the time I go to bed so I'm actually doing pretty good and yeah, I've just been trying to drink more um, water, um, specifically a gallon. I've also been trying to get into espresso lately. This is okay. This is really unrelated, and it's not um, uh, my positive thing that happened today. Although I did drink some espresso today, but I've been really into double shots of espresso on ice, and I don't know why, but I've been really into it, and it's been my thing lately. This week has felt like a big glitch in the sim, and I don't know why. Because 
at first yesterday, I thought um, it was because of the weather because I sleep with my shades open. So I'm a weirdo, I guess. But I just like waking up to light. But yesterday it was like pouring all day long. And I woke up at 8.30, but it was like pitch black outside. So I think that set up my day for kind of a weird setting. And, but then today I was feeling it too. And it was like such a nice day. Oh, wait, I think I figured it out. I think I felt like it was a glitch in the sim because my schedule changed this week. My school's doing something where we're having half of our classes accelerated for the first half of the semester and then the second half of our classes for the second half of the semester accelerated. So my schedule switched over this week. That's probably it. I'm probably not adjusted with my schedule yet. I think that's it. All right. Well, if you haven't picked up um, on what this podcast is about from the title, I'm going to be talking about therapy today. Um, I'm going to keep this as lighthearted as possible because therapy makes me smile and I well, usually not, but the thought of therapy makes me smile. And I do, I'm very thankful for it. So I'm going to keep it pretty lighthearted, but I will be dealing with some um, more serious subjects a little bit too, but it's nothing, it's not going to be anything like, okay, I'm not going to promise that. I'm going to try to keep it as um, lighthearted as possible, but it it could get kind of serious. I was going to do a more silly podcast today, but my, um, I need my sister for that. And she doesn't live at my house. She lives in a different state, only one state away. So when she next visits home, we'll do that one together. All right. So I think that is it. So let's get into my talks and experience with therapy. All right, so I have gone to therapy and had um, th- different therapists since the age of 10. So for about half my life, I'm 19 now, and I started going to therapy when I was 10. And the main reason I started going in the first place was because I just had very specific fears and very specific things that stressed me out. And I struggled this when I was younger, t- when I was even younger than 10, but 10 years old was definitely when it started to pick up. So one of the specific fears I had was um, tattoos and piercings, which is so wild for me to think back on because I look at tattoos and piercings now and I think they're the coolest things. And I think they're such a big story and they're such a big part of people's identity. And I just, it's such a cool way for people to express themselves and be unique. But it's so wild that that was such a crazy or an intense fear of mine. And another fear I had was smoking, like literally cigarettes. Um, And these three things, the tattoos, piercings, and then cigarettes, would literally make me go into anxiety attacks if I saw them or if someone came up to me and they had these things or they were smoking. It's I remember one time I was in a jewelry store with my mom. And it wasn't like a K Jewelers or like a Jared. It was like a small town jewelry store where they basically like fixed jewelry. It wasn't like you bought your wedding rings here. So it was very small. And um, and I remember like probably four people could fit in the shop max. Like it was tiny, maybe like three or four. And that's like full capacity. Um, and I remember me and my mom were in there picking something up. 
And this lady came in and she was a very heavy smoker and she had a very raspy voice. Um, and I remember I clung on to my mom, like basically clawing into her. And this was probably, I was about like nine years old, like clawing into her. And the woman was super sweet and she was picking out something for her granddaughter. And she looked at me and she asked me, um, like which one she should get for her granddaughter. And I, I wouldn't look at her and I closed my eyes super tight and I was clinging onto my mom and I was like, I don't care either. They're both good. I was trying to be responsive, but I was going to a full panic attack. And then after she came in, this woman came in with um, a lot of piercings and um, she was a little bit older. So her piercings were a little more worn, um, but she had a lot of them. And um, I, then I, this sent me again into an anxiety attack. And so eventually me and my mom left and I bawled on the street. Like the, on Main Street, I was just bawling. And I think that's when my mom was like, all right, it is time to bring her to get some help, which she did. So um, the therapist that I went to was referred to us by a family friend. And um, she was in the town, she was located in the town next door. And that was awesome. And I probably saw her once a week and she was a really big help and I was really getting over my fears and I was and my fears then shifted from these surface level tattoos, piercings, smoking to a little bit more um like internal and emotional. I was then nervous someone was going to read my mind. I was nervous uh an asteroid was going to hit Earth. I was nervous I would bully someone. I was nervous I would hurt someone's feelings, even though I, I mean, if I was that nervous of doing those things, I don't think I ever um, would have bullied someone. It's a very strong word. Um, so I just, I had these things that I moved up a level, almost you could say, from these fears that I could easily remove out of my sights to, now it involved other people or it involved things I couldn't control. Um, so yeah, then that was a part of my life. So then as um, life went on, my therapist actually moved to Boston, which is a state away from me. And that was a really big decision for me and my family, whether to stay with her or to go in a different direction or what to do. Because some of you probably know this, if you go to therapy or have had to switch therapists before, it's really hard to um, start with one person and share with them everything that you're afraid of or what's um, causing you anxiety or if you go for depression, just everything that um, is kind of has led you to that point that you then would have to start over and retell and resurface with a new therapist. So I have had to do that and I'll get to that. But um, at this point, we decided to stick with her. And so instead of going weekly, we I think we changed my appointments to monthly. Um, but yeah, we decided to stick with her. So this is when I was 11 or 12. And once a month, I would skip school, would go to therapy, would make a day of it. I actually loved therapy days. 
it was kind of the beginning of me loving my therapy days. Um, me and my mom, we'd get up early. We'd go to Dunkin' Donuts. We'd go to, th- or I'd go to therapy. Then we'd go to Lush and Burdick's Chocolate and all these things that I didn't have in my town. We'd get burritos. It was just such a fun day. And so I associated therapy with this fun day, which I'm glad I did because I still think very highly of therapy. Um, but yeah, so I was no longer scared of the tattoos, piercings, cigarettes. And I was now moving on to fears of how other people would think of me or if I was going to hurt someone's feelings or if I was going to get in trouble. Just these more fe- more fears that involved um, feelings and internalizing things and more in that route. So after a while, and I've seen this therapist for probably about two or three years, I felt better and I didn't fear these very specific fears anymore. And I was, and I was no longer feeling anxious and so easily worked up about things that weren't in my control. I don't, I think that this, me and this therapist, we worked on a lot of um, tools to make me almost forgive myself if I ever did do something that I felt maybe hurt someone's feelings or if I we worked on a lot of like words and words of affirmation and stuff and so I remember one of the things we said um and I still know it it's I now forgive myself for all the known and unknown limitations I've placed upon myself and others so I was we basically worked on me letting go of anything that happened in the past that I had been that I had done to myself or others that was maybe working me up and I still sometimes say that to this day if I am stressed about something that's in the past um, and if it's not really affecting anything except for something that I'm internalizing, I just need to work on forgiving myself for it. And that's something I still do use. So for a while after that, so I probably ended going to that therapist um, in seventh or eighth grade. Because I just didn't really need to go anymore, and it was a long trek to Boston once a month. Um, I would have to miss school, and I don't know. We decided that since I wasn't really needing to go anymore, to kind of put therapy on halt. So, beginning of high school comes, and beginning and beginning of high school is pretty much the same. With I was feeling good. And this included freshman and sophomore year. But then junior year came, and oh, junior year is a treat. So I talked a lot about um, one of the struggles that I dealt with junior year in a previous podcast, which I do recommend listening to if you want to get the full story. But basically, um, one of the things I was dealing with junior year was body image issues, as well as um, a relationship that I was in that was not a good one. I do recommend going back and listening to that podcast about the body image issues because that explains a lot. So I won't re-tell that story, but basically I had a lot of body image issues and a lot of um, eating issues. And so that was a big reason why I kind of lost myself junior year, as well as, like I said, I was in this relationship and it was unhealthy. Um, I might go into this another time, probably not, I don't know. It's still one of the things that, I'm pretty open about a lot of things, but that's still one of the things that 
I'm a little more not ready to talk about. But I will give one spoiler that in the end he cheated on me. <laughs> oh, why am I laughing? Um, but yeah, that happened. And so just from all of this um, struggles with my eating issues and body image issues and my... <laughs> oh gosh, I just remember something else. Okay, so sorry, my mind is going everywhere because I'm just reliving junior year. So in the spring of junior year, I had my eating issues, body image issues. The relationship ended poorly with that guy. And then I found out he was cheating on me. I This was probably the worst year I was doing in school. I wasn't doing bad, but I wasn't doing as good as I was in past years. And then I just remembered something. Um, so my self-esteem was like down the drain. And like I had no confidence, no self-esteem, cried most nights. I was actually in a very... Um, my relationship with my family wasn't the strongest that year either because they did not approve of the guy I was dating. Um, so that was also a thing. So again, self-confidence down the drain. And then in the spring, I had tennis tryouts, which I was cut from the team freshman year, but I made it sophomore year. And the coach told me, this was junior year, she was like, well, we can have you on the team this year, but I can't make any promises for next year. So that was another thing. And looking back, it's funny. By the way, I made the team senior year anyway. So yeah, no big deal. But um, it's kind of funny just to look back on like everything was just going poorly. And then tennis trials came and that was another um, shot to my confidence. I knew I was bad at tennis, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I was like, okay, let's one more thing. And one more thing that did happen. So then there was this other situation with this guy and I won't go into that one. But junior year was a lot. <laughs> So I got a new therapist and we special and she specialized in um, my eating issues and the relationship issues. And this one was probably the shortest um, term therapist I ever saw. I'm pretty sure I only saw her for a couple months um, because I went into this there to this therapist with very concrete um, things that brought that lowered my self-confidence which were my eating issues and relationship issues and everything else that had happened but those were the two big ones so now at this point i see my first therapist for my specific fears and then this therapist for my self-esteem issues so next um senior year when oh and by the way so that therapist was actually a really big help and I was able to overcome a lot of those issues. I'm still not the most confident person, but I am miles ahead of where I was junior year. So I'm incredibly thankful and I do think a, part, a huge part of that was because of this therapist. So senior year goes on and um, I loved senior year. Senior year was such a great time and it was such a high point in my high school career. And I was super nervous for college. I wasn't quite feeling the, I'm ready to leave my small town and go to college and never look back. Cause I loved my friends. I loved um, who I was in high school besides junior year. <laughs> but um, I don't know, I just had a really good high school experience. So I wasn't quite ready to leave. And I was super nervous for college. I had never moved before. I had never had to make a completely new set of friends. I was nervous I wouldn't find my people. I was just nervous for the big, for like the social aspect of college. 
And so I saw, I got a new therapist who was actually through the same company as the most previous one. Um, but for some reason, the previous one wasn't available. I don't know. Um, but this therapist was really young. So she very, she empathized with me a lot with my college anxieties. And so that, and that one was a pretty short lived one too. That was only from probably June um, after I graduated to August before college, like two or three months. Um, but she actually did help a lot because I remember in the, in the beginning of those sessions, I was super, um, nervous for college and not feeling ready at all. And by the end, I was excited for college and I was excited to begin this new chapter of my life. So that was awesome. All right. So moving to college. So at this point I knew that therapy would have to be in my life because I'm very confident that it's going to be my life until the day I die. Um, so I moved into college on a Saturday, nope, Sunday, and we didn't have school Monday for Labor Day, and then classes started Tuesday, so it was a pretty quick transition, but I remember that Monday was free, but the one thing I did was I marched right down to health services, and I signed up for therapy because I knew I would need it, especially with the transition of being away from home. Something I was not expecting, though, was the added anxieties that I got in college. I've always been an anxious person. I've always had anxiety. Um, I've been told by many therapists and doctors that I do, that about my anxiety. Um, but this year, or yeah, like speaking of freshman year, first semester, it was different. And I had never felt this way before. I started developing panic attacks, which I I think I might have had a few and not really known what they were in high school, but like very minimal, maybe like three or four. And I remember when they first started happening in college, I didn't know what was happening to me. I thought I was like glitching. I didn't know why I was starting to feel this way. And I remember, the, I think I remember the first one, but I remember I was in the dining hall and all of a sudden everything started to get super quiet even though it wasn't in reality but i couldn't hear as well anymore and i began to look around and i couldn't stop looking around me and everything wasn't go was going in fast motion but i was going in slow motion it was almost like time was warped and it was really concerning and then this feeling made my heart speed up it made me start sweating I, and it made me start to panic even more because I didn't know what was happening and so my panic attacks and this goes for every other person who has panic attacks they look different for everyone and they look different depending on the day some people um it's as simple as they their focus isn't aligned and they are it's almost like they're deep in thought or that's how it looks on, like on the outside. There's a lot going on internally though. Some people they're visibly shaking or crying. It's really different for everybody. So I would have some like the one I just described in the dining hall. But then I remember going to a party once and being so overstimulated and so overwhelmed by the social, the big social crowd and everything that was going on. And I started to hyperventilate I started to shake I started to cry and me and my friend left that party and I couldn't stop crying I couldn't stop shaking and my lungs 
hurt the next day. My chest was sore. My lungs were sore. It felt like I had just done like an upper body workout from how sore I was from this panic attack. So that was something I really had to adjust to. And to this day, I don't really know why I get them. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's because of different social things. But then sometimes I get them in other situations. So I don't know why I get panic attacks. But my therapist, my first therapist in college was super helpful when it came to those. And she was very good at almost testing me because sometimes in therapy, it's very easy for me to be like, I don't know. I don't know. And like kind of dismiss everything. But she was very much, she questioned me and she questioned and she was very much like, I'm an emotional thinker. So instead of thinking logically and using evidence to back up something, I might, my mind just might immediately go to the worst thing. So she helped me realize that um, thinking logically can actually be a big help or trying to find the evidence to back up things that might be concerning me. And so she was really helpful with that. So then she actually was only with my college for one year. And now I have a new therapist through my college, which I'm very thankful for because um, not a lot of therapists can, I go to college outside of the state that I live in, but it just so happens that one of the therapists is licensed in my state. So we're able to do um, therapy sessions over video chat, which is awesome because um, I know some people aren't as lucky as me that have that through their college if they're out of state. But yeah, so I've had a very long, extensive journey with therapists like many people have. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. So although that was my therapy experience, everybody's therapy experience is different. Same, And the reason they go is different. The reason um, that brought them is different. Their therapists look different. Their coping mechanisms look different. Everybody's is different. And, and that's um, something that's super normal. And I think it's good to remind ourselves that also therapy is so normal. And so um, it should be more normalized. I'm very thankful that I go to a college where it is very normalized and it's very encouraged and it's not looked down upon. And I'm very grateful for that. So I'm also very grateful that my family normalizes mental health and they already, and they always have. It's always been my parents, um, one of their priorities to help me and my sister find therapists that work with us and they'll help us out with that. And that's been awesome, but I know not everyone is as fortunate as them. So that is something that I do sympathize with people for. Um, I also know that right now because of COVID, there are a lot of tools that are even free um, over Zoom or video chat for people that might be struggling. So I do encourage, I'm not sure of the specific ones, but I do encourage people if they're thinking about going to therapy but don't know how to get started to look into these online um, video sessions because, like I said, right now with COVID, um, these health services are trying to make it more accessible for everyone because they want everybody's mental health to come first. Um, so I also want to say that what everyone is feeling is valid and what you're feeling is valid. And you shouldn't compare what you're feeling to what somebody else is feeling. I actually have a big issue with doing this. Um, sometimes I 
don't validate my own feelings because I think, oh, well, someone else has it much worse. And like, yeah, but also I actually went to a Zoom call today about mental health and something the person said was that no one else is experiencing your situation besides you. You're the main character in your story. So no one else knows what it's like to go through what you're feeling. So it is valid. And you're the only one that knows the extent of what's going on. So please remind yourself that what you're feeling is valid. And don't compare what you're feeling to someone else. And don't think that just because someone is having different struggles dismisses yours. Because I often do that. And just please know that what you're feeling is completely valid and um, you're allowed to feel that way. Um, So when it comes to picking a therapist, I also encourage you to pick who is right for you because it won't always work. I know some people a lot of times if they're with a therapist and it's not quite working, they feel bad um, and don't want to end it because they don't want to hurt the therapist's feelings or they don't want to have to deal with starting over. And I get that. I totally get that. But also therapy is for you and it's for no one else except you and your therapy journey is all yours. And each therapist you're with, whether you stick with them or not, they want what's best for you and they want you to put your mental health first. So just know that that even if that means that you're going to end your time with a therapist, they want what's best for you. So they will encourage you to find someone else. Um. Another thing that the person on the Zoom call said today, which I really appreciated, was, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, especially right now. We're going through such an uncertain time, but also anytime because everyone always has struggles and each person's struggles are different. But don't be too hard on yourself. Like, give yourself a little leeway because you're doing good. You're doing a lot better than you might think. And just do your best and like treat yourself like you would your best friend. So don't talk so negatively about yourself because you wouldn't want to talk about your best friend so negatively to them. If your best friend was having um, mental health issues, how would you help them? Well, do that, but to yourself. So if that means encouraging them to talk about it with someone or encouraging them to find healthy coping mechanisms or encouraging them to find a therapist, Do that to yourself because right now you are your best friend. (laughs) Make sure that you put your mental health first. That is the most important thing right now. And never feel like you are a burden when you want to talk to someone because that's another tendency I have. I'm always nervous that I'm going to be a burden to someone or someone's going to, I don't know, I'm going to be taking up someone's time or I'm going to be a problem. And you're not, okay? I would, well, everyone would much rather have people talk about it than if you were to not talk about it. There are so many resources, your friends, your family, therapists, if you go to a religious school, maybe center um, center of ministry and services. Um, if you are in a classroom setting, a teacher, a guidance counselor, there are so many resources that you are allowed to use and that you are encouraged to use. So please, please, please reach out. So like I said, everyone's therapy journey is different. Mine stems from anxiety, but some people it's depression. Some people it's PTSD. Some people it's different fears and and stressful situations. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to. And 
whatever it might be, I really do encourage therapy and looking into it or counseling or whatever it might be um, because it's helped me and I hope that it would help other people too. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening today. Remember, everyone's journey is different and everyone, um, their own mental health is different. And but just remember to please put your mental health first. Never feel like you're being a burden to someone. Always reach out. You are so loved. You are so beautiful. You are so important. Put yourself first as hard as it can be sometimes, but it is so necessary and important. Thanks for listening today. And um, I do encourage you to take time for yourself and find some ways that will make you happy. Your happiness is so important right now. But thanks for listening and have a good one. And tune in next time to OK Yup. Mm-hmm.